Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 17 of the Attack in the Championship podcast. My name is Tom Butterfield. I'm your host. And let me welcome our resident guest, our certified data analyst, our scout, and our FA licensed coach and intermediary, David Bromley. How are you, mate? I'm I'm well, Tom. Thanks. I'm just Good thinking, stuff. hang on, you've brought all these people in. Where are they all going to sit? <laughs> you are all of them in one, mate. That's what you uh, are. <laughs> it seems that way. Yeah. So what have you been up to? Um, well, apart from, you know, all the stuff that you end up getting dumped on you this time of year. Yeah. All the domestic yeah. stuff, trying to of course. pull it off on the on the day, you know, <laughs> make sure things go well. Um, yeah, and you know, other than that, trying to do a bit of work here and there too. Good about stuff. you. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah, usual, usual bits and bobs, bit of work, like you say, a little bit of Christmas prep. I must admit, my wife's a bit of a superhero, so she gets a lot of that done. That's uh, good. But um, I try and sort of lend a uh, sort of a finger to hold wrapping paper together and all that sort yeah. of thing that's about the level of my expertise really i better recognize my wife as being a superhero as well just well, on the, we, on the off chance that, that she listens yeah. to this and thinks <laughs> hang on a minute i think why we're pretty, am i we're not probably a pretty safe that neither of our wives are going to listen to this podcast i think probably yeah just our maybe luck, they though. can now now that we've uh now that we've put a little word in for them yeah just our <laughs> luck though <laughs> exactly <laughs> but um yeah lots of lots of football coming up but what we wanted to do last episode we were looking through the teams and we we're looking at their main contributors uh from a striking point of view weren't we you know looking at the teams yes. who we, we felt their strikers were the main men for them and we looked at uh, Somerville from Leeds didn't we uh we looked at Isaiah Jones from Middlesbrough, and we also looked at Mavadidi from Leicester, didn't we? we Had did. to test we my did. memory there for a moment, and uh, it was yeah. interesting to look at look at those three and look at some potential replacements if they were to be sold or if they were to be uh, injured or maybe even called up to an African uh, tournament in January. Who knows? Maybe yeah. We'll come back to that later. So we were hoping to get through six teams, weren't we? But it was actually took longer than we thought, didn't we? There was more to say on these uh, teams and players than we thought. So we're going to cover the next three today, aren't we? So if I hand over to you, David, and then you can uh, you can take it from there. Yeah, sure. Well, as you say, um, there were in the top 50, as we define them, there were six teams that we felt probably were interested in a striker. So mm. we've got our three roles, striker, chance creator, attacking support player some of those teams of course might be been looking for more than just one role but there were six that we felt would possibly feel that they could be if they were being prudent they ought to be considering a striker so it doesn't necessarily mean that they haven't got a striker it might mean that in this case the players that are delivering the most for them are delivering the most in those areas and that makes you Potentially vulnerable, Tom, doesn't it? Because Absolutely. you know, if you're heavily dependent on one player or one role and anything goes wrong with that, then it disrupts the whole team. So we were trying to kind of look at it from um, a recruitment department perspective and thinking that we've got players that are doing really well for us in these roles, um, but if anything went wrong, you know, then we'd need to replace them. So we picked on those players, those three that you've talked about this week. We want to cover three different teams and three different players. And then we've wrapped up, really, the, the I suppose, the teams that are 
where they would say, look, our most productive attacking players are strikers, or at least they're act- mm-hmm. they're they're occupying a striking role, because this is another yeah. sort of slightly yeah. subtle point, because some of the players we've talked about, and, and at least a couple probably that we talk about today, won't necessarily be the what you would think of as outright strikers. But mm. what when you look at the contribution they've been making for their team, as we are, it's it's in that role. So um, yeah. we're going to cover those those other three this this episode, um, and yeah, come up with some suggestions yeah, as to I, what I they might do. It just makes so much sense, doesn't it? Like if if you've got a Crescencio Somerville who is been fantastic, I mean he is he has been the the number one attacking contributor, isn't he in in the championship yes. so far from our from our metrics that we've we've put together. And I say yes. it's it's you, but we're talking about them together. I'll well, take a little yeah. bit of credit well, there. Okay. We're you're, <laughs> we're representing them, aren't we? So absolutely, yeah. yeah. And it just makes sense if you've got someone who's thriving in a role, because you know we've we've talked we've talked previously about the the difference between positions and roles. If you've mm. got someone who is excelling in a role in, in the team then why not try and get someone in who's almost an exact clone for them? So that if mm-hmm. they need to come out, you know, whether it be through injury or through uh, a player sale, or maybe you just want to switch the squad around and keep everyone fresh, to have someone who can come in with a similar sort of characteristics or playing style who's going to be comfortable in that role just makes sense, doesn't it? If you've got 22 of those in your squad, you know, two mm. for each position, mm. You should be fairly well yeah. set, shouldn't you? I think. Well, that's right. I mean, that there's this is where what we've been talking about all the way through regarding recruitment is mm-hmm. you're recruiting with a specific objective in mind rather than just looking for good players. You're saying exactly this is how we play, and the way that we intend to play requires us to um, demand these things of these players in these roles. So, if we've got somebody doing it and it's what we want, then we. If we're looking for a backup, then we're looking for a backup that's, as you say, maybe almost a clone of what we have. Yeah. I mean, the other way of looking at that, of course, is you can say, look, we've got almost what we need, but we really need a player who can do this. Yeah. And you may you may look at a player, a, a different club, and say, look, that's the kind of player that we need, the player who will play in that way. And mm-hmm. so if you can specify it and say, okay, let's go and reverse engineer from that player we might consider to be our exemplar, um, then we can start looking at players that are close to in their playing profile and their playing style Absolutely. close to that. So yeah, there's a there's a good reason to be able to sort of hone in on on this at this level, which is what we're trying to do here. Yeah. Okay. Great stuff. So where do you want to start then? So David? well if what we thought we would do is start with um Birmingham City. And actually, interestingly, Birmingham. Um, <laughs> so, without wanting to go over too much old ground, because you can go back and listen to this, but we've talked about the expectations of these teams mm-hmm. and how are they performing in relation to their expectations, um, and that's what gives us this sort of way in to say, well, okay, this this is an area where we think they're performing up to scratch. Maybe even they're over achieving but in these areas given what we expected of them they're underperforming and they're the bits where we've we've dived into so and funnily enough Birmingham because you know things have changed a bit we've had a change of manager and the change slight sort of change of playing style and so on so theirs has been in a bit of a state of flux but the player we picked on 
who for them has delivered the most in an attacking role is um Siriki Dembele. And you know, he's he's pretty high up the list and he's certainly their number one attacking contributor, the way we define it. So we've picked on him and said, right, look, if anything happened and they needed to replace him, you know, what given that he's been so important to them this season, um, what might they do? Um and we've we've looked at his profile and you know, the kinds of things that he's very strong at, linking the play, um, his passing's been very good. His one v one abilities have been, you know, he's he's done very well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's several, um, but we and we've used these to sort of try to go into the market and say, right, let's build a sample of players who are attack minded players, striker minded players. It may be that they're you would consider them wingers, but mm-hmm. um, they're the role they're playing is a is a sort of a striking role. Um, and let's try and find some that would be in that mould. Um, so as far as Dembele is concerned, um, the first player we came up with is, and you're going to need to help me with some of these pronunciations as always, <laughs> is but it is Florent Muslija is the best I can do. I think that's, uh, that's pretty decent, actually. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty happy yeah. with that. Well, good. So, I mean, he's at Paderborn. He's in Bundesliga 2. Mm-hmm. Um, which we know is pretty similar to the championship, don't we? It is. I mean, look, I know mean, you're going to ask me this, so I've got it all right. there ready. And it's, it's, you know, their ELO rating is within 5% mm-hmm. of the strength of the championship. Yeah. And I wouldn't think that the style is altogether different. I don't think, you know, it's going to be a massive difference mm. in in demand. So, yeah, I think he, you know, he's playing it. He's playing at that level. Um, he's, you know, his output this year has been very good. I mean, he's made 16 appearances in that division. He's 39% goal participation. So he's, you it's know, pretty good, isn't it? he's scoring goals and getting involved in, in the scoring mm. of goals for the team too. If you look at his profile, you know, it's very, very similar, yeah. isn't it? Look we just talked radar about. there. That's, yeah. Um, yeah, it does come back to what we're talking about. Yeah, you, you. Go ahead with that, David. So Dembele, we're looking at it for anybody who's not looking at the screen. Um, we're looking at a radar chart for Dembele all the way through this little piece that we're going to talk about now. And we're looking at how his profile looks. So it's a shape, basically. And around the outside of the radar are the 24 key performance indicators that we use. And they're things like, you know, uh, creation of space, quality delivery, running in behind, goal threat, all these kinds of things that um, are talked about in and around training grounds. And we're looking at how strong um, Dembele is in each of these, and that gives him a sort of shape on the chart. And so if you can find a player with a similar shape on on as on his profile, then it's an indication that, you know, he's going to be a similar kind of player with a similar style. And we know, look, fluid. It's football's a fluid game. We know that it's it's more subtle, more sophisticated than just being able to use numbers. But it's not a bad starting place when you want to go and start doing some technical scouting mm-hmm. to say, well, yeah, we've, we've matched up the player with some players that have got similar styles. So we're not just looking at the headline uh, performances, the goals or 
Mm-hmm. God forbid the assists or anything <laughs> like that. We're looking at more kind of, you know, specific playing style um, metrics or, yeah. So that's his, so we think he's a very similar style. He's, mm-hmm. you know, his heat map shows him, he plays down the left right, mm-hmm. primarily. And if you look at Dembele's, which I'm just sort of flicking onto, very yeah. similar looking heat map to Dembele. Mm-hmm. So what we've got on our radar chart is we've got, then Ballet's profile in blue and then superimposed over the top in red is Muslija's profile. And you can see how close they are. It's, a, um, it's, it's uncanny, isn't it? The, the, it is the very close. Yeah, it is very close. Um, so we've got a bit of information about him. He's 25. Um, it looks as though he's got dual um, nationality, mm-hmm. Kosovan nationality and German. Played for Germany under 20s, played five games for them, but he's played 23 games for Kosovo. So, you know, it's difficult to get into the German national team. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, and his, his um, performance has he's been pretty solid, really. Has been, um, good. yeah, been very good. I think he, and so he came from, he's been around a little bit in Germany. I mean, he, he was at Karlsruhe as a young player and then he went to Hanover. And then actually went to Paderborn on a free in in January of 2022, so okay. two years ago. Looks like they got a decent deal. I yeah, I reckon it does, doesn't it? You know, if you're yeah. getting a full, fully fledged international with with that sort of output, that's pretty impressive. The age of 25 as well. There's still plenty plenty to come by the look of it. And it looks like you know. Again, we've talked about values in, in last week's ep- episode and before, and we know. That, that they're uh, they're somewhat subjective, but it looks to be around about two and a half million euros, at least yeah. on the face of it. Before we get digging into, you know, I mean, we would do our we would do the job the way we do the job, which would mm-hmm. be to plug in all his information into our model and see what our model came out with. But yeah. on the face of it, at least while you're uh, all you're doing really at this stage is saying, look. Is he within the sort of ballpark financially that would make it worthwhile us having a look further? You know, we're not trying to do a deal with the club. We're not trying to make an offer for the player. We're just saying if he's 25 million, you know, Birmingham are not going to be in that game. You know, maybe at two and a half. And of course, it can easily happen that when you start talking, it's suddenly it's double that. But, you know, that, that seems to be to the best best we can do so far yeah it looks um, it looks like for for a guy who we're you know potentially looking to to replace Dembele or have someone similar to Dembele left-sided player his radar chart looks like say almost completely similar similar age as well but a couple of years younger yeah it would be someone that's worth having a look at I think it it would seem to be wouldn't it on the the technical scouts yeah. To, to at least watch some video clips and see if it's um see if it's worth worth the effort of of checking them out in in person. Yeah. So that's our first sort of potential um, name. Um, leading on to the second one, we've got Kwame Poku at Peterborough, yeah, who's very interesting, isn't he? He's interesting, and he's sort of in been in the, you know, he's been in, in the rumor mill for some time, mm. um, you know. And obviously, at this time of year, everybody's linked with everybody. But 
Um, yeah, been a number of clubs have been talked about. Um, a difficult one to value, actually, I would have said, because, you know, it, you can, you, people tend to, every time you, every time you listen to a conversation, the value seems to have crept up, doesn't it? <laughs> um, but it, it, who actually presses the button? But yeah. as far as his sort of playing style is concerned, you know, he's, he, it's a similar style, but he's done very well. And if you look again, if you look at his yeah. profile, you might look at it on the face of it and say, well, he's done even better. Now mm-hmm. he's playing in league one. So mm-hmm. we know, sorry, he's playing in league. Yeah. League, league one, beg your pardon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So he's playing in league one and they're doing well in league one, obviously, aren't they? Peterborough right up there. Yeah. Um, but we've tried to allow our model does make an allowance for the strength of the opposition. So we haven't, we're not trying to just compare apples and oranges, but that's always a bit subjective. So, you know, there's, again, we're just trying to get names that we can look at further and in more detail. He plays predominantly down the right. It looks, and so, you know, he's not, he's not from that point of view, if you're saying, well, we're looking for someone who plays down the left, then you might say, well, we would he necessarily fit the bill? But really, what we're looking at is just players who've made good attacking contributions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it may not matter particularly which side they're they're, they're strongest That's on. Right. I mean, when when you look at his his radar chart, I mean, there's almost every every single metric he shows up better than. Uh, Dembele doesn't he yeah and like you say it is a bit subjective but when you look at that again the stage we're at it's us thinking is it worth you know passing this on to technical scouts it would have to be a yes wouldn't it I think you I can't see any reason why you would no you wouldn't at least want to sort of have a look you know he's as I say he's young as well isn't he he's young 20 22 years old and he's already Um, played 20 games in the championship at, at some point. Yeah. He played, yeah, when Peterborough were in the championship. Yeah. So um he's in the Ghanaian national team. Well, he's in the he's been in the squad, he's played for them. Uh-huh. He's not in currently in there. Yeah. Um, but you know, I don't know. Maybe they're looking at him readying themselves for their no doubt they're look, sure. looking to put a squad together soon for the AFCON. Coming mm-hmm. up in January, yeah, but yeah, scores goals, gets involved in goals. What's his goal contribution? Thirty four percent. I mean, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, it is excellent. Um, so yeah, I think it's not going to be a massive surprise if somebody has a little go for him. No, in that's, January, I mean, that's a lot of games for a twenty two year old to have played what one hundred and fifty league games. Mm. Uh, that's pretty impressive, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's going to certainly give a manager some confidence that the player is going to be able to to do the job. And so the championship would have been probably two years ago, wouldn't it? Yeah. Two or three years ago. So um, yeah. you know, it would have been 1920 at the time. So maybe a lot of those matches were off the bench or, or limited minutes. Mm. But uh, no, it's, it's yeah, in- interesting player to look at for sure. Yeah. I, well, I think, you know, it's, it's not, um, it's not a big secret this one, is it? Cause we no. know that clubs are looking at him, but. Um, yeah, in regards to, again, what's he going to be worth? What's his value going to be? You know, transfer marks got him down at 1.2 million euros. Sounds low, doesn't it? Sounds low. But then again, mm. it's a, you know, it's taking that step up, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, if he was doing it at a level that was similar, uh-huh. then there's a little bit less risk in that regard. Sure. Um, but it can be anything, can't it? I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, we've seen some good um, players from from League One last year for for Plymouth and Ipswich. Yeah. Uh, sort of come up and, and make a real impact, haven't we? So yeah. Potentially. Peterborough, I don't think they're renowned for letting their players go without a fight either, are they? So, you know. No, no. It's not going right. to be, they're not going to be rolling over first sign of interest in him. So, yeah, I don't know what the number would end up being. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, yeah, it, once you make, once you start the, the ball rolling, then you find out, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely. But, yeah, but it seems like there, there's some reasonable sort of, uh, justification for taking a look. So that's number two from Birmingham. And then number three, we've got a Brazilian. Ian. Got Ian. Ian. Yeah. BL. <laughs> yeah, BL at um well he's he's playing at Bahia. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I mean that's in Brazil, Serie yeah. A. Yeah. And you know, obviously again, look at the profile. Look at how closely he matches the profile of. If we if we thought Dembele. the first one was similar, yeah. this one it's almost a complete match, isn't it? Yeah, in in every in every single way. It is, yeah, exactly. Twenty two years old, playing in Brazil. You know, one point seven meters, so he's not big lad. Uh-huh. He's going to be technically accomplished. We you know we're sure about that. So, yeah. They all us are. Thirty percent goal contribution for the team. Um, it's good. it's a decent level. I mean, the only thing about this is, it's a is the style. You know, is he mm. going to be hardy enough? Is he going to be? Yeah. Is he going to have the the sort of physical um, resolution? The, the pace that he of might play, need. I think, is probably something you'd want to want to be looking at, isn't it? You know how yeah. how much is the um the the physical side of it? And he he doesn't show up great in the physical side, does he? In in the no. in the metrics, but then. Neither does Dembele, does he? No. You know, so no. again, I, I guess this is another reason to say, well, this guy is almost our complete clone of what we're looking for. Plays on yeah. the left hand side. Yeah. Let's take a look and, and see what's see what's going on there. He's down at three million. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it might be that he ends up being out of I don't know what their budget's gonna be if they were mm-hmm. looking at something like this. Um you know, I don't know. There's an indication that they're trying to move things forward at Birmingham. So, you know, yeah. maybe that it wouldn't necessarily be the thing that ruled it out. But if again, you, yeah, sorry, yeah. Go on, carry no, on. carry on, go on. Um, if you were a manager and you had four million euros to spend on a a Dembele um, replacement or someone to uh, be the understudy to to Dembele. Would you feel more comfortable spending that four million euros on BL from Bahia, or more comfortable spending the four million on Poku from Peterborough? Because mm. one one guy is coming from what you'd expect to be a higher technical level, yeah. But then you know that the style of play is going to be relatively similar from League One up to the Championship. Where, where yeah. would you sit with that? Well, you know, the, I, I've got a my answer to that. Mm-hmm. would have to be well i don't know yet because yes. this is the point in the process yep. where we're trying to dig out the names yeah. but but it's the right question to ask but the answer would have to be be dependent on 
what do you look what do you see when you do the technical scouting mm-hmm. and then if you move it on to the conventional scouting and then you start doing the due diligence and you're looking at the character you know yeah. there have been some feisty characters coming out of south america uh-huh. you know and we might look at them and say well they're you know they're it's all flicks and 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 you know tricks but there have been some that you know you can remember over the years that they're not going to lie down no they're, they're gonna they're gonna be competitive and Absolutely. if you find one like that you know i don't know it, it you might feel well what they might lack in in physical sort of attributes mm-hmm. they more than make up for in determination because you do you know it's a difficult place in brazil yeah. to come through and get Absolutely. somewhere you've Absolutely. got to have something about you yeah you know well, some, so some places it's tough to survive in where they live let alone absolutely through a footballing area but yeah i'm glad i'm glad you said that because what comes to mind for me is and and the advantages of of this system is that if you start early enough so say we've gone through this in you know three or four weeks ago and this guy's flagged up and you go through the the technical scout uh, you then send someone to go and see him you've then got the time to do that due diligence haven't you Yes. Whereas if if you were deadline day and I said to you, okay, David, we've got six hours to get a deal over the line. Mm. We haven't seen either of these guys play. Um, we're going to have to be really reactive with this. Mm. Do we sign a guy from Brazil or do we sign Poku? I would probably err on the side of Poku purely because he's in England. Yeah. But that shouldn't be the deciding factor, should it? Well, and I think that has been typical of the way yeah. that we've signed players you uh-huh. know in this country as you say you go with what you know and yeah. it's de- it is it's determined by the urgency mm-hmm. and what we're trying to do is with our procedurized way of doing things is to remove that urgency or at least mm-hmm. mitigate against these sort of last minute quick decisions we're saying no that's not how we work because you're never going to find somebody you know, you're ne- you're never going to find somebody like this. And I'm not saying that BL is the man because mm-hmm. um, we don't know that much about him yet. But if he is the man, you're going to dismiss him every time if exactly. you've got to make a decision quickly, yeah. aren't you? He's not even getting through the door, is he? No. He's not even getting a look in. No. No, good stuff. But no, there we that's are. interesting. So that's, that's Birmingham. Mm-hmm. So the next club we came to who, again, would, would appear to need something – or at least they've got a player who is doing very, very well in our top 50 um, from an attacking point of view. And were they to lose this player, you know, things could be difficult. And it's Coventry City and it's Matt Godden. And Matt Godden's a bit of a different kettle of fish to Mm. some of the others. You know, I don't think he'd mind us saying, you know, he's a a mature, experienced player at 32. Um, but you know, they not only have they got a player who's doing well in a in an attacking sense, in in a striking role, but overall, their their goals contribution has been poor as a team. Fourteenth yeah. in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at where they might have expected to have been, we talked about expectation a lot. Yeah, it was eighth at the end of last season or beginning mm-hmm. of this season. Yeah. That was the prevailing wisdom, if you like. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in that regard, 
a lot of the sort of metrics that you might look at as being descriptive of good attacking play have been poor. Yeah. Very poor. Yeah. Generally in so yeah. They certainly so, seem to to struggle to finish chances if if I've seen seen them play. You know, they get they get into good mm. positions at times and just don't seem to be putting the ball in the net. A bit like Middlesbrough had issues with you know, early in the season. Yes. But um, they've just had a problem with it all season. <laughs> well, they have. And, you know, I suppose the one player that comes to mind is Hadji Wright. We, and, and yeah. you know, good player. And mm-hmm. it may well just be a run mm-hmm. of, of sort of bad luck. He's had a lot of chances and, and not yeah. many of them have gone in. Yeah. So it's been kind of typical of that, really. So Matt Godden's profile, very, very different profile. Mm-hmm. And Coventry fans and, you know, aficionados of the championship won't be surprised. It's mostly about aerial strength, strength, height, discipline. There's a goal threat there. Yeah. But it's it's a lot to do with physical attributes rather than technical attributes. Yeah. He's he's a big lad who gets in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Isn't he? That's that's pretty yeah. much pretty much it. You you can imagine him being you said before, like an old-fashioned number nine, someone who's going to be up there leading the line, yeah, uh, be that sort of focal point for the for the attacks to to move around and be on the end of stuff. Yeah, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. So you know, there's not it's, there's not much. What would you call it? There's no mystery to him. He as he does what it says on the tin, doesn't he? Really? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and very different player to as you said to to Dembele. So yeah, we wouldn't be looking necessarily at the people we were talking about before, we wouldn't be looking at them to be an appropriate replacement for a Matt Godden character, would we? No, we wouldn't. So we've been through the list that, you know, we've reversed engineered in that way we discussed mm-hmm. earlier. And the first player we picked out was Andrei Illich. And he's playing in the Norwegian League, mm-hmm. I believe. Yes, for Valerenga. Ah, very good. My favourite Norwegian team. Oh, good. <laughs> so, you know, looking at his profile, it's rather yeah. similar. Yeah, very you know, much so. The shape, talked about this shape. We've super, superimposed it again over Matt mm-hmm. Codden's. He's on the end of things. 53% goal participation. You know, he's wow. getting involved in the attacks there. That's ridiculous, there. isn't it? That's very that good. ridiculous. Yeah. 23 years old, good age. Yeah. Um, Outright big- centre forward. Yeah, big guy, you know, strength, yeah. height, aggression, very similar, if not better in some areas as, as, as Gordon. So, yeah, you know, goal threat. So it just position. looks like it's not, yeah, I mean, it doesn't look like, a, it's not a difficult one to say, well, no. we know what we're looking for. He'd certainly make your... Uh, big and strong. He'd certainly make the, the, short, the short list, wouldn't he, to have a look I'm, at. And, I'm sure he would. Yeah, I'm and sure I like the fact that he's he's already moved a couple of times at that young age as well. So maybe that gives you a little bit more of an idea that he is able to adapt to different surroundings and and, and different. Yeah, you know, if he'd scored all point. of his goals in Serbia, you might have said, well, you know, what's it going to be like when he moves? You know, maybe he's very comfortable at home with family. But again, yeah. this process gives you time to to check those things out, doesn't it? it does and I mean, he only joined Valerenga in in the summer, so okay. he hasn't been there very long. Mm. So, you know, he's had a good time since he's yeah. been there. Cool, yeah. Um, but again, I, I think, you know, you've got to say if a championship club comes calling in that area, it's going to be of interest to the player. For sure. What's his value? Well, you know, again, the sort of 
on the face of it, it's we're looking at two point three million according to transfer marks. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I think he, he they paid about half that for him in the summer. So wow. it's improved his value. Um, what would it cost you? You know, we don't know, but mm-hmm. I would say it might be in the right ballpark. Yeah, you know, and I don't know what Coventry's budget would be either, particularly. But no. um, you know, I think we're not we're not a million miles away from at least making it work. They got a fair bit of money in, didn't they, in in the summer for Yokoresh and Harmer, didn't they? They did. They got a lot of money. I don't know if they spent much. They did spend money. They spent money on Wright, didn't they? That's Um, right. Yeah, that's it. So, you know, um, I think they spent more money than that too. But Mm. um, Was there another centre-forward that they – did they buy a centre-forward from Everton? So did they bring in, right. So they brought in, yeah, Hadji Wright, Ellis Sims – Takamoto they brought in. Mm-hmm. He's done well, I think, for him. Yeah. Um, and Ayari has also done well for him, mm-hmm. attacking-wise. Yeah. You know, they're the four. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've all been yeah. pretty good, haven't they? Have, yeah. But then I yeah. suppose what score would Gyokares have had last year? He would have probably been over, over 200%, wouldn't he? Because he was oh, yeah. prolific, sure wasn't he? he? ridiculous. Yeah, and and played games as well. I mean, yeah. Ayari's played six nineties, so it's not no. over a big sample that. No, um, but yeah, they've done all right. Seems as you say, hasn't really kind of yet yeah, to catch fire. <laughs> yeah, I think say. that's pretty much. Bang I don't on, think that's it? unreasonable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that's um, that's Coventry. Well, that's that's the that's the first of the three mm-hmm. for Coventry. Number two, he's number mm-hmm. two, I think. Yeah. Is gone, Tom. I'm going to let you say this. <laughs> Vill- Willem Goebbels. Goebbels. Think, yeah. No, yeah. No. Uh, no relation of the. It's a different other... spelling, isn't it? I think that was yeah, G O E, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 It, is, it is a different spelling. He's 22. Mm-hmm. Um, FC San Gallen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and he's you know he's come up through the ranks of the French national team. Yeah. So he's going to have some quality about him. Mm-hmm. And if you look at his profile, he's got a lot more about his game, hasn't he? His radar you chart know? is ridiculous, isn't it? I mean, it's, yeah. it's a bit a bit similar to, to Poku in the fact that it's it's just, it's almost like a, it's verging on around the edge, isn't it, of, of everything, you know, really, yeah. really strong. There's not really an area where you'd say he's super weak. What What's the one down at the, the very bottom there? At the six o'clock position, yeah, uh, That's the only one, but all retention, maybe. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he's got the physical and the athletic attributes, absolutely, as well as some decent technical and attacking yeah. attributes. As well. And you know, yeah. it's it, as you Gold say, it's threat. quite rounded. Mm. Um, yeah. So I would say, yeah, he looks decent, doesn't he? Um, absolutely. absolutely. It's sort of on the face of it, you look at it and think, hang on, why is he? Why hasn't he sort of moved on up a bit more? And he has, because yes. yeah. um, he I guess his pedigree is good. At, right? You know, as a young, as an under sixteen, under seventeen, under eighteen, and under nineteen French international, yeah. and that's not easy to achieve, is it? No, no um, that's right. He was at he Monaco, was wasn't teams he? Teams as well. So they loan. Yeah, I mean, decent teams. Yeah, he went from Monaco on loan to Nantes, mm-hmm. and then they've let him go on a free to um, Saint Gallen. Yeah. So. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why particularly, but no. 
that would be something that you'd be trying to kind of look into. But on the face of it, it looks decent. Goal contribution this year, 27%, mm-hmm. six goals. Um, yeah. That's no, pretty decent, isn't it? And, and his heat map say as so. well, he's, he's yeah. he sort of seems to roam quite a lot, doesn't he? He's yeah. very much in, in the attacking half, which is good to see. But I'd like to look. I'd like to see him. I'd like yeah, to, you know, oh, for sure. Look and see what what we what you'd make of Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Really. I mean, because from a, from a physical and athletic point of view, you'd say he is made for British football, wouldn't you? You would, wouldn't you? Because yeah. you think, well, we we can stick him in, and he'll he'll be you know more than capable of living up to the physical side of things. Yeah. Uh, it may well be that. The mental side of the game, maybe the determination and the drive, maybe that's not quite Could be. matching those things. But again, that's what we're trying to get, isn't it? We're trying to buy ourselves the time in order to see if it's worth finding these things out about these players. Exactly. I mean, the Swiss League is a bit weaker mm. than the Championship, but not hugely. No, no, some good players in there, good teams. Um, yeah. So, you know, it's, um, yeah, I, I think, as I say, you look at it and think, well, there's a bit there to make mm-hmm. you want to have a bit of a, a deeper dive. For sure. For sure, definitely. So that's Goebbels for you. Mm-hmm. And then finally from, from Coventry is Giancomo Rioni. And said. at New England in the MLS. Gotcha. And look, and again, look at the profile. It's almost it's identical to it is Matt rid- Gordon. Ridiculous. Ridiculously similar. It's um, well worth having a look at for sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, okay, he's he's in the MLS. Um, he's twenty five. He was at Juventus, mm-hmm. and he went to New England from there for three point six million. So I don't know why he's kind of valued here at two point five million. Mm. Um, Albanian national team. He was. He went through the Italian, the young sort of Italian under 18, under 19 route. Mm-hmm. But that's tough to, you know, so he's going to have yeah. dual nationality. Sure. But you can't really hold that against him. He didn't make it there. Um, but, again, it's another one of those, isn't it, on the face of it. Goal participation. That, yeah, he's got Go that on. real sort of old-fashioned number nine seam about him, isn't he? He's quite, quite yeah. tall, big. Yeah. You know, aggressive. It's very tall. One eighty-eight, right is it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's you're you're not expecting him to, you know, run the channels very much, and well, that's the thing. His, his heat map is is not. There's not a lot of heat on it. To be fair, so no, not I'm, I'm not, that which probably shows up why his mobility is is ranked as low as it is. But yeah, it's ranked in the same areas as as Matt Godden's. Yeah. So again, if we're looking for someone who's going to be an appropriate style of player to fill that role mm. this could be this could be your guy couldn't he he's one of these i think where you start looking at him from a technical point of view and you mm. might rule him out quickly for some reason sure that hasn't shone through here yeah but you would want to look at it because mm-hmm. you know again it's quite an interesting sort of page of of information and when you yeah. you know so i think you'd want to look at it um, and again, it may be just be he's been around a bit. I mean, he was at you know, he's at Sampdoria, mm-hmm. he went to Juventus, uh, or did they loan him? I think he was at Juve. No, okay. I think it was at Sampdoria, wasn't he? Yes, um, yeah, 
ended up at Juve. It looks like maybe he was, you know, they thought he was going to be a big, mm-hmm. a big player for them, and it didn't work what's, out. And what's then, his age now? He's twenty-five. Is he? Yeah, yeah. He's played played a lot of games and been yeah. in a lot of places for a twenty-five-year-old. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, again, this is why you want to just have a look. I think and digging into the character and 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 everything and how has it worked? You know, as it as it sometimes you find player kind of at twenty works his way in somewhere strong, mm-hmm. and everybody's saying, "Oh, you know, he's going to be a player," and yeah. And then it can't get over the disappointment that it doesn't make it there. Yeah. But then again, sometimes it goes the other way, doesn't it? Yeah. If they're determined, mm-hmm. then they're often stronger when they come back sure. from it. So, sure. yeah, I don't know. But, no, it's a tricky one, yeah. isn't it? It's a but he's done one. well this season and he's mm-hmm. a similar profile. So, you know, again, it might be worth just taking a look. Definite, definite. Now we're on to the third and final club west brom yeah and we've again that their most productive striker or player in a striking role so far this season has been brandon thomas asante mm-hmm. um and you know that they're, they're a funny team this year mm. the expectation wasn't very high the expectation was 11th mm-hmm. primarily i think because people knew that things were difficult off the pitch and they didn't do any business in the summer to speak of. That's not quite true. Yeah. They brought a couple in in the summer, but, yes. you know, that wasn't a lot of business for West Brom. No. Um, and unfortunately, Madger, they brought in Madger and Sarmiento. Madger's been injured and still is, or been in and out, unfortunately for him. Sarmiento's done a bit, but, you know, um, but he came in on loan. So I think the expectation yeah. wasn't high. But, you know, in some respects, even given the expectation only being 11th, some of these attacking metrics have been very poor. Shots on target, 20th in the league for that. It's quite um, amazing, isn't it? XG, 14th, you know, mm-hmm. disappointing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we think they've, they might be thinking they need strikers and attacking support players, but mm-hmm. we're looking at striking at the moment. Yeah. So Brandon Thomas Asante's... Profile is yeah, I mean, looks kind of solid, doesn't it? Without yeah, being remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, without being remarkable anywhere much, mm-hmm. it just looks like yeah, he can do he can do a little bit of what's needed, but yeah. he doesn't stand out as such particularly. Um, but you and know, he is their most bit, yeah. He's probably a bit stronger on the on the physical side than the technical side, isn't he? Yeah, it seems to be side. Yeah. Um, Quite athletic, but mm-hmm. and f- quite strong, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think um, so. That's where he is, and we've looked at his list and we've pulled out three players. So again, well, this is this is Brandon Thomas Asante's page. Heat map shows him to be, you know, pretty much a, a, a down the middle, yeah, striker. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've come up with Federico Vinas. Mm-hmm. As their first option, um, hands up! All those so, who've heard of Federico, my hand is not <laughs> up. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Um, so he's Uruguayan, mm-hmm. and he's played in the national team once, but it was only in November of this year. So he okay. seems like you know maybe he's 
making something of a mark. He's yeah. 25, so he's not really young as such. Um, 30% goal contribution. Plays for Lyon, not mm-hmm. the Lyon in France. Uh-huh. Um, but that looks like Mexico to me. Yeah, Club de Leon, I think that is, yeah. Yeah, so, um, you know, looking at him against Thomas Asante's profile, um, it's a bit more... It's a bit more remarkable, mm. I suppose. You know, there's a there's a few areas that he seems possibly stronger in. Yeah. Um, his goal threat's greater. Mm-hmm. Um, six goals in 12 appearances in yeah. the division so far. So he's done well there. Yeah. Um, what would you say? I mean, fairly, you know, fairly strong. Yeah, you'd say physically and yeah, not bad technically. You'd say there was a potential, as as well as Brandon has has been doing it at West Brom. You'd say there's potential for an upgrade, or certainly for someone to come in as as strong to compete for a, a slot off just purely off of these metrics, wouldn't you? Yeah. Um. Again, it's someone that's worth looking at. Isn't the it? other thing to say, Tom, as well is. You know, it's topical all of a sudden because Brandon Thomas Asante is declared for Ghana, I think, in the last, you know, in the last day or two. And there's possibility that he'll end up going to the African Cup of Nations in January. And they could do without losing another striking option. DK's out, long-term injury. Although, you know, yeah, he could be back. Let's hope for his sake and their sake he, he is. But even if he's fit again, by the end of this year or by earlier, early-ish in January, mm-hmm. is he going to be fit enough to play a big part immediately? It's going to be a tough ask for him. Yeah, with with his injury history, it's not someone that you'd want to rely on for the last twenty games of the season, is it? No, you know, and it's you, going to be a hard, It's going to be a big ask to come in, for sure. you know, at this level after being out for so long and sure. hit the ground running, isn't it? I, th- so, I think I'd I'd want to have him as an option for the last ten minutes, fifteen minutes. As you know, someone to give a, a different type of problem. I wouldn't want to have to start him if we didn't have to. No, not as not much, at least for, for him sometime. As, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, just just to sort of get him back into playing football again and be confident in himself that he's not going to have another big you know setback and, and all yeah. that sort of thing. So yeah, I think and you know they've got Madger out. I mean, again, I don't I don't know how long for, but no, he was out. Sure. He came back in. I thought was looking quite bright, got himself injured, unfortunately. Now he's out again. So if they lose a San Thomas Asante and DK and Major aren't back, they've literally got no, well, you know, they've probably got young players that they could try out. But I would imagine if there was someone, a young player who was up to the standard, we would have seen them by now. Well, you'd think, wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. But, you know, so is it going to be back to playing players? trying to sort of make do a men playing players out of position to be yeah. frank yeah um but and trying a system that you know doesn't require an outright striker but that's not what you would choose is it if you not if really. you could avoid it no not so really. yeah i mean the, the problem is of course even at one and a half million which is the again at least theoretically the value of venus i don't know what their budget is going to be even if they've got a budget in january no, that's right frankly you know and it might require it might depend on 
losing somebody and they might prefer not to lose anybody but you know it might be that they literally can't do anything or maybe they'd have to look at a loan but again that still has an impact on the wage bill it's difficult and they're in this point they're at this point now with the ownership of the club who knows which way that's going to go and how quickly so it's tough Mm -hmm. to know but you know we're going over it from we're having to assume that at least something might be possible yeah so we deliberately haven't been looking at 20 million pounds no, that's right <laughs> but there's there's the first one we picked out good old mr vignas yeah um then we've got alexander bernardson mm-hmm. or bernardson yeah for... he's very interesting this guy yeah yeah look at um, his profile very interesting yeah he's um again and he's a, another strong athletic type mm-hmm. um He's he's got some sort of technical attributes. I'd say he's probably relying mostly on his physique, physical and his his and his athletic yeah. um prowess, isn't he there? Twenty-five years old at Elfsborg. Mm-hmm. And you know, they've tended to do quite well. I mean he's Swedish. The the Scandinavians have tended to do quite well. Mm-hmm. I think we said this last week. Yeah. So, you know, probably not too much to be. He's 1.85 metres. He's a big, yeah. big lad. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think you'd be worried about too much about the demands. No. Physical demands. And West Brom, um, you know, they work hard, don't they, with the press and do. that sort of thing. So you'd have to have someone who was mobile, someone was able to you know, get up and down the pitch and, and close things down. So he might be a good a good candidate there. He's a one in three, six from eighteen so far this season. So he's mm. he's not prolific, but he's you know, he knows where the goal is. So yeah. And he's a million euros. You know, we this is unfortunately Yeah. I don't mean to be disrespectful to him, but this is what we're looking at, mm-hmm. isn't it? So, you know, he can play wide. Um what was his contract expiry there? Is it I don't know if we've soon, got it? that. Yeah, even. I think just up, just up the top there, just yeah. above the one million euros. It just says the contract expire there. So, oh uh, yeah, okay. And so, how accurate that is? November twenty-four. Yeah, I'm not quite. I don't put too much yeah. uh, credence on that, but it could be the case. Yeah, so it might be that he's got, you know, he's only got a year left. Um, but again, there are other things that you would definitely be looking into if you. If you went to the next stage and said, well, let's just take a look from a technical point of view. Let's watch some video. Let's make some technical reports and see where we go with it. And if it did progress, yeah, that would that would be a that would be a serious um, issue. Yeah, because that would affect the value for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's Alexander Bernardson, mm-hmm. and then finally we've got Musa Silla. Poe in Ligue 2 in France. Uh-huh. Again, come he's come up through the ranks of the national team yeah. in France, 16, 18, 19s, and under 20s. Mm-hmm. So he's not going to be a bad player, is he? No. Um no, you'd expect him to have something about him, wouldn't you? He's 34% goal participation. So France's second division. We know mm-hmm. players have come in and done well. You know, again, yeah. it's a, it's around about the same as the Swiss league. It's it's mm-hmm. decent. It's strongish. Yeah, it's not as strong as the champ, but it's not far off. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, um, looking at his profile, he's Very just, similar, isn't it? he looks like a, a slightly more accomplished version of Thomas Asante, at least on the he face does. of it, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. He, yeah. he certainly knows where the goal is. Seven from 16 starts. Yeah, decent. Um, and, you know, he's got a bit of technical ability. Mm-hmm. Um, 24 years old, so he's a good age. Yeah, yeah. We know he's got some pedigree about him because he's come mm-hmm. through the, you know, the younger national team ranks. Yeah. Um, actually, here's the thing. He's on loan. Ah, right. Okay. So that could be a good thing for West Brom, couldn't it? Yeah. Potentially. I mean, whether that means he's available in January, I don't know. But mm. but if he they might be looking at something longer term. But yeah. Uh, if or for the summer, you know. So, but he he looks again like somebody that he's got he's got that sort of Thomas Asante feel to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very similar characteristic, aren't they? As I think far so. as you know, their their output is concerned, that's for sure. Yeah, he's played in Holland, so he's been around a little bit. You know, he's mm-hmm. not he's not a, a novice. So Silla. Interesting. Mm. So again, he would be, yeah. I, I would imagine he's not on many people's radar as far as, no, you know, looking, you know, French I, second division. I don't think I've seen his him sort of mentioned around the place. No, I mean, I we, of course, we could do um, because mm-hmm. as things hot up, you know, yeah, lots of people get mentioned. And well, last last week we mentioned um, Accor Adams from Montpellier yeah. and. Then three days, three or four days ago, I noticed that Fulham have been linked with him. Yeah. So that's a guy that I hadn't really heard much of, and he's, you know, playing at a good level in in France. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, when when you're looking at guys in the in the Swiss first division or the French second division, yeah, I wouldn't imagine there's quite as much uh, attention on there, really. No, and again, you know, he's one point two million on theoretically. So we are look. This is what we're looking at on on behalf of West Brom. So absolutely, you know, we're not. We, with all due respect, we're not going to be looking at the Montpellier's. No. We're going to be looking at the Pose, aren't we? Yes. Um, yeah. Exactly. And, and because we're having to be a bit more sort of creative in what we yeah. do and where we find the, the talent. Well, I but think. Yeah. With, so with with Corbrand being the the type of guy. He seems to be the the type of coach who is extremely detailed. Mm. He would he strikes me as he would want round pegs in round holes. He wants yeah. someone to be able to write. I need someone to be able to do this. And if if Brandon Thompson is doing a good job for him, mm. he will want someone with similar characteristics to be able to do that same 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 job where possible. Yeah, and you know sometimes when you you're right, and sometimes when you look at when you overlay the profiles. Mm-hmm. You can see areas where you may say, look, we think that what we've got is a little bit weak at the moment in certain areas. Are yeah. there are there areas where the overlay is stronger? Sure. You know, so can you kill two birds with one stone in, in a way yeah. there? Yeah. Um, but oh, interesting. So they're they're the they're the players uh, that we've come up with. So three for each team. Mm-hmm. And that more or less covers the teams that seem to be relying on heavily on players that are 
delivering a striker's contribution. Gotcha. And where they might be a bit vulnerable if they were to lose them for different reasons. Yeah, I I like it. I like the fact, you know, in, in here I, I'm looking at the 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 screen here. I've got all the sort of summaries and everything there that you helpfully put up, David, to make it, you know, really easy to to look at. I think we're gonna try and put this onto YouTube, aren't we? So that mm. people can see this and follow along with it. Mm. Um I like the fact that we've got you know, for for uh, Brendan Thomas Asante, goal threat, uh, pace, you know, height, those sorts of things. I mean, he's not the biggest of lads, but you know, it's very much he's he's a quick goal threat, isn't mm. he? So we're yeah. looking for quick guys, you know, who are good goal threat. Mm. And um, whereas when we were looking at uh, Dembele earlier, there was a lot more, you know, dribbling, one to one, incisive passing, all that sort of thing. Yeah, that's not what Brandon's been asked to do. That's not his no, role. Exactly. So no, exactly. So we, we know right. that these guys that we're looking at for to to potentially replace or complement Dembele are good players. Yeah. But they wouldn't be appropriate for the role that we want from from Brandon or the role he's been doing. You know, who's who's to say? Like you said, that the team might evolve and change. Yes. If we if we wanted to replace or have someone to complement, then these are the type of players we want to get in, the most appropriate ones. Yeah, and, and I suppose maybe the, the biggest difference is when we were looking at Matt Gordon, mm-hmm. no, he, he was very much, you know, he, the dimension there is physical. Yeah. Um, you know, it's about, he's a goal threat, but he's a physical player. Yes. He's got the physical attributes and that's what, so if you are looking for a straight swap, then, you know, as you say, you're you're looking for those and it's a different profile. It, it does sure. highlight what we've been talking about, I think. But yeah, it's not I, about I, I getting good so. players. It's about because you, you can look at the, every player who's scored at least, say, one in two and a half games mm-hmm. and say, well, let's go through that list. But they're so different. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. the profiles are so different. Yeah. So what you're really trying to do is hone in on the ones and say, well, we want ones in that style, aren't you? Mm-hmm. No, so there absolutely. we are. That's where we are with those three. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. And we're uh, we're fast approaching Christmas Day, David, aren't we? So yeah, the we next are. the next time we we get together to record an episode um is either going to be after Christmas or after New Year. So I, I guess we should get our schedules together and see see what we're going to be doing. Yeah. We'll be about two stone heavier. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh dear. I'm just holding on because I know once I, you know, once I take the brakes off, yeah, it's mad. Um, yeah. Well, I th- I don't know. I think we'll. Yes, you're right. We we do need to do that. Yeah. Good stuff. But, well, hmm. I think that uh, brings us to a conclusion of a a, a very interesting uh, episode 17. So thanks for that, David. Cool. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you in the next episode, whether that's after Christmas or in the new year, where we look to attack the championship. See you then. Bye bye.